Welcome to the CMI Global Podcast. The following message was recorded at the CMI Global Regional Meeting on May 27th and 28th, 2016. If you would like to help support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting cmiglobal.info. We hope this message is a blessing to you. Good morning. Well, welcome. It's great to see all of you. Uh, I am the children's pastor here at C3 Church and have been working with kids for a long time now, <laughs> 20 some years, I would say. And before that, I was a school teacher. So kids are my life. We have uh, have two biological children and three that we've adopted. So we have five kids, which I said is a handful. So we're, we're good. And um, fills up our life. It fills up our life. This is our youngest here who's with me because our second oldest is getting married this summer. And um, as scheduling glitches go, we have a bridal shower to run to as soon as I'm done speaking. So (laughs) I want to say that because um, if as I, as, as I share some of the things that, that we are doing here at C3, if there is anything that I can do to help you and to come beside you with your children's ministries, um, and you can't speak to me afterwards because I have to scoot, I would, I would love to um, say to you I would be willing to help you in whatever way. I've gone to other churches and have done um, some work with their teams and have come beside people to help them. So I'm just going to throw that out in advance because I know I'm, I'm on a time clock here. Well, first of all, I want to say this. Um, I believe that children's ministries is so incredibly important in your church. I look at our own family and I think when kids came along, life changed. (laughs) It got more expensive. It got messy. It got loud it got inconvenient, and a lot of sacrifices had to be made. That's what children's ministries is in a church. It's inconvenient. It's loud. My kids' ministry area is right up here. (laughs) You can ask our congregation. They hear it sometimes. Oh, well. Oh, well right? He, he tunes it out, but he's so used to kids around the house that he tunes stuff out anyway, so it just doesn't matter. It gets loud. It gets messy, right? It gets expensive, and that's something that I, I need to emphasize. There needs to be sacrifice put forth in the church to minister to these children because our kids need to be rooted in the word of God. They need it now more than they ever have to navigate what they face in life because it is tougher and more difficult year after year, decade after decade. And what these kids are facing at a younger and younger age, it is paramount that we really root our kids in the word. So to say that, um, I want to share a couple of things that, that I've had some success in doing, um, and would encourage you to explore them. Um, they are not, uh, necessarily easy to do. It takes sacrifice. It takes money. Um, and it takes a real commitment to say, we need to do whatever we can to reach the children in our, in our area, in our region. Um, and isn't that how God grows a family? I mean, I look at our family and, and once me and my siblings all got married and then the kids started coming and, and now those kids are getting married and, and the family is growing and getting bigger and bigger. And, and I believe that that is so true in our churches as well. We, we need to have an atmosphere and, and a family environment that a family will come in and say, I feel safe in allowing my children 
to be taught by you and to be brought up by you, to be brought up in this this family, this Christian family. Um, a couple things that, that we have done over the years. First of all, I want to get right into this because I want to spend a little bit of time talking about it, is I'm not sure if you're aware, but in uh, throughout the entire United States, back in 1952, um, the Supreme Court upheld a ruling to say that it is legal and it is right to allow children to be taught religious education in, let me say this, children who are in a public school to be taught religious education by releasing them from that school and during the day to receive religious education. It is right and it is legal. And the reason that it is because it protects the right of the parent to have their children taught spiritual religious things. So they are protecting the right of the parent. So the law in Pennsylvania, and the law is very somewhat state to state, but in Pennsylvania, we are allowed to take kids out of public school for 36 hours throughout the entire school year. That works out to about an hour a week that kids can be released legally from school for religious education. We have decided to, um, we began a program about eight or nine years ago now, we just finished our season, um, that we take kids, we don't do it once a week because it takes too much uh, work and too much effort. We have done it just once a month. The last Tuesday of the month, we take kids out of school in three neighboring districts, and we bring them here into this room, because they would never fit in my area upstairs, <laughs> into this room, and we do a 75-minute program with these kids. It is loud, it is crazy, it is messy, <laughs> and it is even smelly. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> when we have all these kids, we have 350 kids that come to this, and we do a very high-energy program with songs and, and music and, and skits and games and uh, a very strong challenge to these kids. Bible story, Bible, Bible verses. And <clears throat> It has become so effective in these schools. Um, we started with one school district about nine years ago, and we had 23 kids come. This last season, our last one in March, we had 346. We have two sessions, and we are into three school districts. We have six buses and a whole slew of workers that help. But it's legal. And this is what parents will say to me. They're like, how can you do this? I mean, you're taking the kids out and you're teaching them about the Bible and you're telling them about God. And see, the, the schools do a lot with anti-bullying. They do a lot with character building, but they miss, they miss the most important element. They can't say to them that when you connect your heart to God's heart, it transforms the kid from the inside out. You're not just taking this child who might have a shattered and broken heart and saying, act like this. We want you to look like this. That's behavior modification. Behavior modification does not transform a heart. It doesn't do it. And I don't care how many rules you have or consequences you have or ISS or OSS or whatever you want to do. That is not going to transform the heart of a child. The only way that we know that we can do that, and I know that you know this, <laughs> is through the precious love that God has for these children. And I have had kids come up to me in tears and say, can't we do this more than once a month? They're not getting it anywhere else. I would say there's a percentage of kids that come to our Kids Live program that do attend church. And I say to them, because some will say, oh, no, we go to church. Well, yeah, that's great that you go to church. I'm really glad you come to church. But 
I, my kids do too, but my kids attend Kids Alive. That's what we call it. I'm sorry, Kids Alive. The reason that I think it's important for church kids to come is it's hard for church kids in public schools, right? It is really hard to stand up for your faith and to be basically a minister or a missionary in a very ungodly environment. These kids need to see, okay, look, here's a room full of, we do two sessions, about 150, give or take, in each. They look around. I say, look around. All these kids that are here want to follow God's ways, not the world's ways. Look around you. Let's begin this peer pressure thing the opposite way, right? And it is happening. More and more kids are coming. Now, great. Sometimes they come in the beginning because, yeah, I get out of school. <laughs> this is really cool. I get out of school, and it's free, and so they come. But I'm going to tell you what. I watch these kids, and it is so powerful. We don't just play the whole time. We do play because you got to make it fun. You got to make it creative. You got to make it enticing. But I'll tell you what, we do not skimp on the word and we do not skimp on the challenge. And the challenge as it goes out, kids, I can see it. You know, you know what I mean when you're talking and you know that it's being received and you know hearts are really being challenged and these kids respond. And there's kids that are in tears. There's kids that, that, um, I believe God has now captured their heart. I don't know where these seeds are going to go. <laughs> and I don't know even the names of all these kids because I'd see them briefly for these seven sessions that I have during the school year. But it's powerful and it's effective. And I believe that God's doing a mighty work in them. Let me tell you some logistics. First of all, how much time do I have? Where am I at? I know that I'm, I'm trying to watch up here. Um, Okay, a um, couple logistics here. First of all, in order for it to be legal, it has to be off school grounds. It cannot be done in the building. It has to be at no cost to the district or to the parents or to the child. And it has to be through parental permission. So what we have done is we've created a flyer with a, perm a permission form on it. Now, we distribute those flyers in the same way that the school would distribute any community flyer. If they pass out the little league flyers to every child and it comes home in their backpack, they have to do the same for us legally. Now we didn't, I didn't know that at first. When I started, we just were kind of trying to get it out by word and, and until I really investigated and thought, no, they have to do this. They didn't offer it. <laughs> and then it finally <clears throat> became uh, the, the, the norm that the kids get one at the beginning of the school year and then they can sign up for it. So it has to be through parental permission off grounds. Now for us to be off grounds, I service three districts that are in one, the one that we are in, one, the neighboring one, and the other is a little bit south. It takes us 20 minutes to get the kids here. Okay, so they're missing about two hours and 15 minutes, okay, is what they're, they're missing of their school day. We try to place the, the event in the afternoon and, and also covering a little bit of their lunchtime. Mornings are high academic times in the schools, and you really ruffle feathers if you, if you try to take them out then. I like to work with the schools and say, we're coming beside you. You know, we, I, I met with... Um, our district, three of their principals and the superintendent, and we were, I was sharing it with them. And there's resistance because there's a lot of pressure on the schools with, um, for our area, PSSAs, for these, uh, the, the, the testing, and there's a lot of pressure on schools for the funding that, that comes to them. And the principal said to me, not that we would do this, but she said, do I have to say yes to this? And I said, yeah. 
<laughs> you do. <laughs> and I said, what you're saying yes to those, you're not saying yes to me because I'm not really, I'm not offering it through your school. This is not a district school program. This is a program that is offered by the community, by our local church, and I am offering it to your parents you're saying yes to the parents or you would be saying no to the parents. And that's where the legality comes in. They cannot say no to the parents' right to have their child uh, receive religious instruction. Okay? It's legal in all 50 states. I have a couple of, of um, websites that I want to point you to that you can dive into it. You could, there's a lot more information. You can read the history. You can see the laws. The, the first one is, is releasedtime.org. And if you go to this site, this gives you a lot of good information. It talks about the, the, how it came to be, how it's legal, all that. And it also has a state-by-state state you can click on, and you can go to your state and read the details of, of what is allowed in your state. Now, as I have looked at the different types of release program, release time programs throughout, um, you know, that's available online throughout the country. I've talked to different people. It's ours is very different because it suited our needs. A lot of them will do it weekly and they'll, might have a school right next to their, their, uh, a church right next to their school. Kids walk right over. I, I employ buses and bus drivers. I've got six buses. I, I spend hundreds of dollars a month to, to bust these kids here. That's a huge expense. I also have um, shirts that I have the kids wear. <clears throat> they wear um, yellow t-shirts with kids alive. They're big and bright. That's a way for me to kind of to publicize it right in the school. So I, I put forth cash into that. So it's, it's not cheap, but we started small. <laughs> we started small with a core group of people. We just pulled them out. We began a little program that suited our needs, that met the, the skill set of the people involved. And, and, and then it, it, we just let it go from there. Really cool thing. A year ago, we had a, a friend of mine who was a children's minister in the other part of town said, heard about it and said, I can't believe you do this. And I said, yeah, this is really cool. It is a mission field that is wide open, huge. You can do this. She said, let me see it. Came and watched. I can't believe this. I'm going to bring my kid staff. Bring them. For an entire year, she brought her kid staff. And again, we meet once a month. She brought her staff, brought pastoral staff. For the entire year, by the end of the year, she said, we're starting next month or next year. They started it the next year, kept the same name. She just texted me. I was just texting with her last week. And she said, they started with 25, I think, 25 their first, their first session. She said, we just got our second bus. We have 80 kids coming next week. And I'm like, yes. And so how exciting because the kids, they get all excited about it. They come back and they're excited and they get their friends. So huge opportunity. The second, the second website up there, schoolministries.org, that is actually a, a website that is kind of a network site for people who do release time. Now, I came across this years after I had started ours. So I invented the wheel only to find that I didn't have to invent the wheel, that they already did, and I could have used their wheel. I didn't. But there is a cost to their wheel, okay? I would help you 
without that cost. If you choose to begin this process, I would be more than willing to walk you through it. Because there's this process you have to take. You've got to meet with the superintendent. You've got to sit down and talk with the principal. You know, there's there's some steps that need to happen for in order for it to take place. Um, but this second site, schoolministries.org, is another good one. There's some good resources there. There's even a, a good video, like a promo video, that um, I have bought and I've used and shared with other churches who wanted to show it to their board, to their leadership just to say, what is this? Why do we do this? How do we do this? So there's stuff out there to make it happen. Now, how has this impacted our church? We have had many families who have come to our church as a result of it. We have had though a lot of kids that this is their church. It's just not on Sundays. It's on the last Tuesday of the month. We also offer, um, and it is coming up, and I want to share this with you and uh, offer it to you. I do a, a kids camp um, it's coming up in two and a half weeks, <laughs> and so I'm getting to that little place where we're really in the the, the mix of it. I get about 100 kids. I have to close it at 100 because so many kids from Kids Alive uh, want to come to this camp. We hold it out at Finley Lake, Camp Finley in, in New York, just about 20 minutes from here. If you're not too far, if you want to bring some kids, um, it's a fantastic week. It's a powerful week. I have flyers in the back, but also on our website, you can even register online. Um, but that's something that I want to offer. But it has impacted my other ministries because kids, once they come to Kids Alive and they get a taste of the goodness of the Lord and they feel it, they want it and they want more. And then when there's other opportunities, they really want to come and be part of it. Um, so it, it, has a, had, it has an impact on our church. It has an impact on my other kids' um, ministry opportunities. But I'll tell you what, the event itself is, is so, it's so profound. Um, so we are blessed. I want to show you real quick a video just to give you a picture. Now, this again is years later. I know what it's like when I go to a conference and I see something that is 10 years in the making. And I'm like, really? I could never do that. Believe me, we started small. We started with a little group, but this is where it's at. I want to show you just to get a picture, a visual of, of what we do with these kids. Okay, my husband lied. It's, it's not always this warm and airy. <laughs> <laughs> At break of day, in hope we rise, we speak your name. We lift our eyes, tune our hearts into your beat. Where we walk, they obey with fire in our eyes. Our lives alight, your love untamed. It's blazing out, the streets will glow forever bright. Your glory's breaking through the night. You will never fade away, your love is here to stay by my side. Shining through me every day. You will never fade away. You love the city, stay by the side of my life. Shining through me every day. 
guys that clown? you get the idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, now I have question time, right? Or do I still have two minutes? I'm done. I figured I was done. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'd just like to throw it out there. Any questions? Any thoughts? Yes. Okay. We have a lot of people that are aware of the program and that do commit to us just because of, because of it. We have people that come and say, I got the flyer in school. My kid got the flyer in school, and so I had to check out your church, and that's why we're here, or that's, you know, we've come. I don't know, I don't know that we have tracked the donation aspect of it, but every flyer we send out, and we send out hundreds of flyers throughout the, these three school districts, and our name is attached to it, you know, so it, it causes a lot of people to look up our church online. We've got a nice website. We've got a, a link that you can go to to check out the kids alive. And so it, it promotes a lot of interest in the, um, in the, in the ministry and what we're doing in the church in general. Yes. Not during the school day, no. For release time, there are three stipulations for it to be legal. And the first one is it has to be off school grounds. And because in, early in its, in its inception, there were challenges legally to that, those that opposed it. And so it became part of the stipulation that it has to be off the school grounds. So, but you could use another site, another facility. Yes. It, it's at um, releasetime.org. Yes. Yeah. The, the, there's a whole section on legality, and it gives you everything. Yeah. And then it'll go state by state where you can read the specifics of your state. Like I said, ours is 36 hours a, a school year, but it, it could vary state to state. Yes. Yes. 
Well, for us, the transportation, obviously, we, we do not do, like, have our own bus, buses that we use. So if that's your situation, you know, that's going to have to be covered. We hire a busing company. It's actually the school district, one of the school districts. So they've got their insurance, so kids are covered through their insurance. But then also within our insurance, we, too, cover, cover them while they are here. Um, on that site, which one or the other, I was just reading through it the other day, there is a, a thing on insurance as well that can give you some insight into that but yes so that's that's one of the benefits of us having a, a an actual busing company because you know of the legality there now in Pennsylvania too we our, our laws have become very strict in terms of of um, volunteers and clearances and anyone work and I hope you know this in your churches that if you live in Pennsylvania anyone working with children no matter what the capacity, they have to be completely cleared with their criminal check, state check, and also or the child abuse check, and fingerprinting if they have been um, lived anywhere else other than your state within the last 10 years. Um, and you can do that free. There's a volunteer link now that you don't have to pay for those. Yes, that's free. It is now mandated that no matter what capacity, they have to have that. So make sure that all of you, you know, that your, your workers are safe and you are safe. Yes. Well, I it, it definitely varies state to state. It, it varies greatly because I, I'm aware of that because I'm I'm doing my camp actually over the over the border in New York. So I'm clearing my people here because they're a part of my ministry and they have to still be cleared for my ministry, but I also have to clear them in New York. New York is a fraction of what we have to do. I mean, ours is intense. Theirs is, I'm going to give them their name and their social, and they, and they run this check, and they're good. Um, so my people are going to be really, really cleared. <laughs> yeah, it varies. Well, a lot of it for us is because of the Penn State issue, you know, and that it just, it, they got, a year and a half ago, they just clamped down and said, that's it. No matter what capacity, anyone who's working with kids, we want everything done on them. So, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have not, and, and there's a couple of reasons why, because believe me, that's one of the first questions I get by teachers. Biggest, yes, biggest question I get by teachers and administrators. Why can't you just do this after school? You, you could do it after school, yes. Um, in, my, in my experience, your numbers aren't going to be as high, um, and you're also going to eliminate people because there are... The, the benefit and also the negative to this is that parents don't have to do a single thing other than sign a form, okay? They don't have to pick them up. They don't have to transport. They don't have to fit it into their busy, crazy schedule. You know, sports doesn't get in the way. Any other after-school curricular activities don't get in the way. It causes every child to be able to be a part of it. So, and I know, I, again, I, I get the flack. I've had teachers that have been, whew, really, really anti-Kids Alive and have verbalized that in faculty rooms and whatnot. I've had teachers make kids cry because they're, they're leaving and you shouldn't be a part of that. You can't miss. I'm sorry. I, I used to be a teacher. I, I'm really pro-academics. But two hours a month? I take my kids out for orthodontist appointments. You know, I take my kids out. I, I'm sorry. And just so that you know, too, on those websites, if you go read, there's a lot of information there. There have, been there have been studies done that prove 
kids who attend release time programs do better academically. You, I'm sure you know this, but I've, I believe this so strongly as a children's pastor. Kids need to be growing spiritually as they are growing academically, emotionally, physically. And if they are not, there's confusion there. There's questions. There's unanswered things that these kids are, are dealing with. They're watching people that they love die. I mean, they, a lot of these kids have grandparents and, and people that they got to figure that stuff out. If they don't have a venue to grow emotionally, it affects them. And how does a kid respond when they are affected on the inside in their behavior? Okay. The hardest kid that you've got in your group, I guarantee you there's stuff going on. Okay. So when we help a child grow spiritually and have a place for them to ask questions and get questions answered, it affects their overall growth as a person. They're better students. The statistics are there. They're better students. They're better in the classroom. They're better in the home. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's after school. Okay. If it's after school, yes, it can be in the school. Yes, it can be in the school if it's after school, and it has to be, usually a teacher has to be um, the oversight to it, so it's like a club. Okay, so yes, that can happen. Right, right. Right, and you have to just jump through their hoops. You got to make sure that it's by their. Yeah. Yes. Camp Finley. Am I correct? Is Grace sending kids to that summit? No. Um, Brad is coming. He said there are several kids that are interested, um, but it is not confirmed. I'm waiting to hear. Well, I, I am busting at the seams at the place that we're at. I mean, we're not to a capacity yet. We still, so if you have kids that you would like to have be a part of it, it's kids grades one through six. It's June 14th through the 18th. It's four overnights. And it is $165. If the registration comes in, isn't that cheap? It's dirt cheap. And they get a T-shirt. <laughs> so come on. You're not. <laughs> and, and, but you know what? We have done that sacrificially. We have done that to make it cheap because we have families with multiple kids. And a lot of the kids, alive kids that we reach aren't affluent. <laughs> and, and we want to make it affordable and, and available to them. If, you get the reg- if I get the registration, even an onla- or on- online registration by June 1st, the cost is 155 Yes. We typically do. We have done that for years. Uh, As parishioners are offering to do that, then they come available. I can't say how many are available. Financially, we're struggling a little bit this year, okay, just because 
to not go into a story, but there's just some financial changes this year. So we have not afforded that to too many. There are a few that have received scholarships this year. I do like to put that back on the church and say, the local church, and say, if you have a, a, somebody in your church that you would like to send to camp, could you, you know, see if people would partial scholarship or give towards that child? The other thing that we do is I do a fundraiser. I have, if you see in the back, I've got candy bars coming out our ears. And kids who want to go to kids camp, they take a box of candy bars. They sell them. Every box they sell, they get 10 bucks. I've got kids who go completely free and start to get their friends to go free. So I make it available so that I can say to them, finances should not be an issue. So, yes. And that's why I use a New York school, a New York facility. I know that. That is very true. I know. I know. I'm sorry about that. If we would all come together, you leaders, we sit down together, we've all got people working with children, why couldn't we plan another Right. Or maybe not your people would have to do it all. Right. 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 Yeah. I'll tell you, if you've not been a part of a camp situation, it's so powerful. I mean, the the setting and the kids being away from all the distractions and the technology and just to watch their little hearts melt, you know, at those services, it's, it's profound. It is profound. I had a little boy last year. Oh, my gosh. We were talking about, you know, the gospel message and about having Jesus. And afterwards, he was crying at the altar. And I always liked I like, I like to get into that and say, okay, honey, what's going on? What can I pray for? Are you crying because you're homesick? Are you crying because a kid next to you just stabbed you with, the, with his pencil? What's going on? You know? And he just looked at me with these big alligator tears, and he said, he said, there are so many people who don't know about this. There are so many kids who don't know about Jesus. And I mean, these little tears, and I'm like in tears going, this kid got it. <laughs> this kid's going to be a missionary. This kid is, you know, so, um, yes, it's just those, those opportunities. The, the atmosphere is there and you just say, God, just do what you need to do. I'm just going to set up my part and just have your way. You know, it's so cool. So cool. Yes. I would, I would talk with you about that to find out, yes, I, I have had kids in the past who have definite special needs. Um, I like to be aware of that, and I make it very sure that I have them um, attached to a person that can be with them. I would, I would need to assess the level of that because if it's, if it's too significant, then I might say, you know, it might be beyond us. But we've had some kids with, with issues that we have really been able to, to you know, meet their needs. So, and, and so many times those are the kids that need to be there, you know? Yes. Right. We, we have nothing to do with that. We use their facility before their... Oh, right. You would always have to look and find a place that, I mean, whether it be Finley, whether it be, you know, any other place, um, changes are taking place at Finley, so I don't know if that would be an op option, but I'm done. I say this to you. 
if anyone needs to continue this conversation with me, don't hesitate. Um, my passion right now is not to go into another district because we are busting at the seams. Um, but I really want to come alongside people. I would love to see this in every school district. So I would be more than happy to help you out in any way I can. Okay? Sure. Welcome.